Hello and welcome to Paranormal or What podcast with me, your host, Michaela Ford. How are you, my paranormal peeps? It's been too long. So what's been going on in the world of the paranormal this week? Well, we seem to have uh, an upgrade in the My Haunted Hotel franchise, which is now My Haunted Manor. So lots of exciting things to look forward to from that direction. Then in the USA, we've had the Bayside Mall aliens, which are heavily contested. Although there are some quite interesting videos out there on TikTok that claim that people actually did see the 10 foot shadow aliens coming out of a portal in the middle of the mall. And then we have the most recent sighting, which is the large black jellyfish type alien over a military base brace base in Iraq so what do we think of all those things and I do have a tiny bone to pick with you all because I haven't been having your experiences sent in to me so come on people it's worthwhile just record it on your voice recorder app on your phone and send it in to me at paranormal or what podcast at outlook.com. Otherwise, go to my Facebook page, Paranormal or What Podcast, and send me a direct message saying that you'd like to come on the show and tell me about your experiences and I will gladly make an appointment to have a little Zoom with you. So, what have we got this week? Well, this week, we're going to be delving into stories of the creatures that live within mirrors. And also, the Skull Experiment, which was a UK experiment to see whether people could actually prove that ghosts exist through a closed experiment with mediums. So, listen up, we'll also have some true experiences from people on places like Facebook and Reddit. So, it's going to be a good show. What are you waiting for? Get snuggled down with that tot of something hot and fiery and wait to be scared. So the question I was asking myself this week was, is it a good idea to have a mirror in your bedroom? And does anybody have any experiences of mirrors in their bedroom attracting negative energies, especially whilst you sleep? And this is what I found out. Redditor Subatomic writes, I had a really big freakout moment a long time ago when I was doing paranormal investigation. I was in a big hotel, went to the bathroom to get ready to be on camera for documentation purposes. While I was in front of the mirror, I saw myself as normal. Then it started to do weird stuff that I wasn't doing. Then it got really crazy. I grabbed my gear and bolted from that bathroom so fast. One of the camera guys saw me run. He decided to run with me. When I stopped in the middle of the hallway, he asked what happened. I told him what occurred and he said that the same thing happened to him looking at the mirror in the parlour of the suite we were in. To this day I still don't know what was in the mirror, but I know it wasn't CGI or a double mirror, etc. The investigation actually turned up a lot of stuff, paranormal and otherwise, 
Some of the standard stuff was the rattling of pipes where they had calcium build-up and also had leaky faucets and valves. The stuff I saw, heard and felt in that hotel rivals that of what I encountered in a mental asylum and prison during separate investigations. I've not had this experience since and I hope it doesn't happen again, not to me or anyone else. Well, Subatomic, that reminds me of the first time I ever went to my haunted hotel in Chester and we stayed in room three and in room three there is a mirror, a dark mirror that is thought to be a portal and when I looked in that mirror I could see other faces and so I took a photograph of what I saw and in it you can see lots of different scary faces. I'll try and put it up on my Facebook page so that you can see it as well but it was a very freaky mirror and it was very weird sharing the room with all those faces. This experience is from a deleted Redditor. This wasn't exactly paranormal, but I have an almost horror movie style story about mirrors and sleepwalking. When I was somewhere between 14 and 16 years old, I used to sleep next to a mirror that was attached to a dresser. The mirror did not face the same way as the bed, but it was almost directly next to it. It sat against the same wall that was at the head of my bed. I never had any sleepwalking issues my entire life, although the idea of sleepwalking always creeped me out. However, one night I came to standing in nearly pitch black darkness. I looked behind me and could just barely make out my sister sleeping in her bed behind me from the minimal amount of moonlight coming through the window. I realised I must have sleepwalked into her room and felt pretty freaked out. I didn't want to wake her up so I quietly walked to the doorway to leave and was surprised when I bumped into a solid piece of furniture. I was now very confused and increasingly frightened, because for some reason what felt like a dresser or chest of drawers was blocking the doorway from the inside of the room. I couldn't move it, so I groped around blindly to see if there was a gap where I could scramble over the top, but I felt something else blocking it and there didn't seem to be a way out. Then I came to yet again and found myself standing in front of the dresser in my room trying to climb through the damn mirror. I went to bed feeling very scared and strange and unsure of reality. I was so certain I was awake in my sister's room until I woke up for the second time. I suppose I had a vivid dream that I was sleepwalking in my sister's room when in actuality I was wandering around my own room. Wow. That's spooky, although I have to say, have you ever had any of those dreams within a dream where you wake up and then it, you're not woken up and really creepy things happen and then you end up waking up again? And this can happen two or three times. It's only happened to me once or twice in my life, but it is really scary because the final time you wake up, you're still not sure whether you're really awake or not. How creepy, though, to be waking up and finding you trying to walk into a mirror. I do often worry about my bedroom because the the bedroom that my other half and I sleep in has got double, double mirrored wardrobes. Not ones that we chose, I might add. Um, but they've got basically four to ceiling wardrobes and there are four the whole length 
of the far side of my bedroom is basically mirrors. And so I can see out into the hallway. I can see people going up and down the stairs. I've never seen anything strange, but I do worry that maybe the reason that we're having quite a lot of paranormal activity in our house is because something's coming through the mirror. What do you think? Don't forget, email me, message me on Facebook, let me know what you think. Redditor Vansan871 says, While staying at a friend's house, I was brushing my teeth in the guest bathroom and saw the reflection of something tall and black on the right far side of the sink mirror. So I turned around to see what the optical illusion was, and it was a seven-foot-tall jet black figure in a hood and robe. There were no eye slits in the hood. I honestly thought it was some kind of prank, so I yelled at it. It then started growing taller. Luckily, it then disappeared, for it was blocking the doorway and I was getting ready to make another exit. I had the impression that first it was inside the mirror, then it was outside, behind me. Whoa. Now that would really freak me out. I don't think I would like to be seeing uh, a black figure right next to me. It was... uh, Interesting enough, when I saw three black figures three fields away from me when I was a child, so I really don't think I'd like to be having a very close encounter with them. Gosh. I wonder what it was doing there. And I wonder why it disappeared straight away. Maybe it realised it wasn't going to get what it wanted. This next experience is from Kyle Olson in Cora. He says, It was really late one night, about four in the morning, and I was in the bathroom washing my face, getting ready to go to sleep. And as I finished splashing my water on my face, I opened my eyes for a split second and saw a little girl standing next to me, looking straight at me in the mirror. For a minute I thought it was my daughter, but she was asleep in her room. The girl was wearing clothing that was probably from like the early 1900s and she looked like she was about 9 or 10 with light hair. She wasn't scary looking, she was just watching me. Ironically, the apartments I live in are built on land where an old school used to be called Jefferson School and hence the name Jefferson School Apartments. This happened not long after I moved in and I just chalk it up to her being curious about who we are and why we're here. I tend to have a lot of paranormal and spiritual things happen to me and my family, so I try not to get too scared and I just pray for protection. Next, we have an experience from Lena Castronova. She says, I'm a paranormal investigator and a channel to the spirit world. I was in a tool shed said to be haunted and took 36 images in the mirror in the shed. I slowly watched something morphing and changing colour until there was a young man staring back at me. There was a light behind me by the door that glared into the mirror and the young guy who appeared was holding a flashlight facing it at me. I noticed he was sharing the same light source as the reflected light in the shed. This experience is by Grace Robertson on Cora. 
Let me tell you what happened when my children were younger. We lived in a rural area in Texas. It was out on Parsons Road on the outskirts of Manor. Where we lived, there was a lot of paranormal things going on. We would see shadows being walked by the road and then disappear in a tree. Or we see a woman with dingy blonde hair with white bell-bottom pants and a red and dirty white striped shirt disappear when we passed her. On occasion, we would just see the pants run across the street in front of us. So, it had gotten so bad that my children refused to wait for the school bus, which came at 6.30 in the morning for them. I had to drive out and park the car across the street with my children and wait the street with them on cold mornings. I remember grumbling about that one morning when I had a sudden urge to look in the rearview mirror and I saw a little boy walking towards us. I remember thinking when that little boy reaches our car I was going to tell him to get in because it was cold. I thought he was a neighbour's little boy. As I was talking to my children I kept glancing at the rearview mirror and thinking, man that kid is taking his sweet time. I kept talking and glancing until I finally turned around and he was gone. There was no kid on the road, no nothing, but in my rearview mirror he was there again. I took my children to school and they never rode the bus again, but we were close to a graveyard about half a mile away. That was a busy place for ghosts and other spirits. That reminds me of an experience I had. Um, only a couple of months ago actually but it wasn't to do with a mirror I was driving down the street in my town and as I looked to the left where the pavement or sidewalk is I saw a woman with blonde curly hair walking just out of the not even out of the corner of my eye but you know how you see people walking on the pavement just as you're driving along but the weird thing was um, my brain had kind of registered, oh, there's a woman walking along the pavement. And as I did that, she glitched out. She she disappeared, but before she disappeared, she kind of glitched, like um, like she was digital or pixelated. She glitched and then she disappeared. And when I looked over there with both my eyes, there was no one there. And I looked in my rearview mirror and there was still no one there. It was very strange indeed. Molly McGee on Cora says, Has anyone else seen not a ghost but another person looking through the mirror back at them, just as confused as you? My mum saw this when she was a little girl with her sister sleeping in their parents' room. They woke up to see another little girl of a different culture sat on her bedroom looking back at them. She did not appear to be a ghost, but very much like them, confused that someone else was in her mirror. Wow. Now that would be interesting. So that it was almost acting a bit like a... I don't know about a portal, but a, a tunnel between two different places in the world, almost like a um, time slip or time travelling. Gosh, that would be very confusing. But how fascinating to think about it. A very interesting little question or top tip from Rosa O'Brien on Cora is that she said on an episode of Paranormal Encounters, a medium said you can tell if it's a portal by doing the finger test. Touch your finger on the mirror's surface. If there's a space between your finger and the reflection, it can be a portal. If there's no space, 
then it's not a portal. How interesting. So what I did was I went to all four of my big window mirrors in my bedroom and I touched my finger on each one and there was no space in between my finger and the reflection of my finger. So I'm hoping, if that's true, then they're not portals and nothing's coming through my mirrors. Why don't you try it? In Ariel says this. Hiya. When I lived in Louisiana, my mum had a mirror on a wall that faced a wall that if you were on the other side of it, you would be outside. I heard it was a portal. Years later, and one day when working on the computer, I happened to look up at the mirror and saw a glowing teenager boy come out of it. But he was not flesh and blood. He was a ghost. So, yes, mirrors can be portals. And Mary Jo Fellas Fraley says, Mirrors can and often are portals. We often witness orbs going into them and coming out of them. My most recent experience with such was really interesting. A local restaurant owner contacted us and said he was having activity at work and would we check it out. He wanted to be present, which we agreed to. He and one of my investigators went into the men's restroom. The investigator turned the water on in the wash basin and said, use this water for energy to communicate. A voice came over the ghost box saying, no, that would be dangerous. Hearing this, I went in and asked, is this mirror a portal? A response comes back, yes. I snapped a photo and in the photo there's what appears to be a shadow figure right beside me. I don't normally shoot pictures directly into a mirror, but it was a really small space. Wow. Now that would be really freaky, wouldn't it? I think if I looked into a mirror and saw something else there that I wasn't expecting, it would actually really freak me out. How about you? Are you braver than me? Let me know by sending in your experience to paranormal or what podcast at outlook.com. The school experiment was an experiment that happened over five years and comprised of two couples, the Bennets, who were mediums, and the Foys, observers. Um, they locked themselves into a cellar um, beneath Street Farmhouse in Skoll and did many, many experiments with the mediums to try and prove the existence of life after death. And they were so interesting that members of SPR then wanted to go along and join in to see if they could uh, find out any further information. So the core skull group was comprised of Sandra Foy and Robin Foy, who were the witnesses and recorders of the skull experiment, and Diana Bennett and Alan Bennett, who were two mediums. Robin Foy and Sandra Foy had spent many years witnessing physical paranormal phenomena and recording their experiences in books and elsewhere. Alan Bennett and Diana Bennett had spent many years as mediums personally experiencing contact with what they describe as the many realms of existence and also producing the paranormal phenomena that others witnessed and recorded. There was apparently something very special about the combined energies of the four people who joined together to form the Skull Experimental Group. 
the communicators were able to blend the human energies of the group with earth energies and spirit energies to form a special creative energy that powered the school experiment. The paranormal phenomena they experienced started in 1993 with an apot a Churchill coin, appearing out of nowhere in the cellar beneath the farmhouse in Skull. This was followed by a variety of unexplained paranormal events that members of the SPR asked to investigate. Robin also compiled a comprehensive diary record of every session of the Skull experiment, which included the contemporary notes written by all the members of the Skull group, while the experiments were being undertaken. I will tell you about some of the phenomena that they reported. Um, just to add, at the end, after the school experiment finished in 1998, Robin Foy and Sandra Foy re retired to Spain in 2006, where they continued their interest in uh, physical phenomena. Now, on the, the schoolexperiment.com website, um, they have listed some of the things that were felt and seen during the experiments. Um, there were many different types of phenomena seen, felt, heard, smelled and touched during the five years of the school experiment. They have listed some of them. Although people's experiences could not be quantified and tested scientifically, they were nevertheless still very real to them. They constituted to each individual concerned real tangible evidence that something paranormal was happening. Some of the phenomena experienced included a drop in temperature often around the lower legs. The school group monitored the temperature in the cellar and found there was a correlation between the production of some of the phenomena and a drop in temperature on the thermometer. Visitors to the experimental session often reported feeling the temperature drop. Conversely, the temperature increased slightly when apports were received. Paranormal breezes were often felt when spirit beings were manifested in the cellar. Smells and aromas may have been of flowers or of a smell associated with a spirit being which was communicating or who had manifested in the cellar. Raps and taps could be heard from around the room coming from any surface, some soft, some often very loud. Ringing of the bells in the room, these could be on the floor or hanging from the wall or the ceiling. Splashing of water droplets onto the group and visitors at some sessions. Sounds of electrostatic crackling could be heard as phenomena were produced. Levitation at first of small objects, then larger ones such as heavy tables and chairs. Paranormal writing by the communicators on a pad and pencil which had been put in the cellar for this purpose. And apports, objects brought from another place. These were sometimes sent as gifts for the participants in an experimental session and sometimes to provide evidence. Paranormal lights, which manifested, constituted a spectacular experience. There was a vast catalogue of light phenomena that they can only mention a few of. The lights were reported to dart around at great speed, perform elaborately patterned dances, settle on outstretched hands and jump from one to the other. They would obey commands, both verbal and mental, 
settle on and apparently enter the chests of investigators who reported internal sensations immediately thereafter, then leaving from a different part of the body. Settle on the open palms of a guest investigator, who then enfolded the light inside their hands. There was manifestation of a miniature UFO-shaped object, which flew around the room and stopped at intervals and paused in front of the faces of each of those assembled, so they could see its form more closely. Transdimensional communication via the germanium device. Instructions for constructing this device were received by the group on an up unopened film, which when later developed revealed the instructions on part of the length of the film. Voice-to-voice -voice communication through the amplifier of a tape recorder. The group often reported a feeling of love. And also this happened to visitors during the experimental sessions. And often the room would feel charged with energy. They said that visible spirit beings appeared as self-luminous forms which build, built up gradually and which then floated around the room. Solid visible objects appeared for the group to see. These were self-illuminated objects that had no name here on earth but were common in the spirit world. They were brought by the spirit team for the group to see and examined in a solid form before they were taken again back to the spirit world. Paranormal photography occurred, where the camera levitated and took its own pictures in complete darkness. When the film was processed, there were images on it. Also, with an unopened film still in its factory-sealed packaging, within a security box, still there were images on the film. Amazing footage was captured on video film too. I have to say that I did see on, um, I think it was on... Um, What's his name's Weird World of Wonders? Um, Scotty, not Scotty. Oh, I can't believe it. William Shatner, that's the one. Um, this is where I heard about this experiment and he had photographs on there um, of what had been taken from this box, this seal box of film. And there was actually um, women's pictures on there, women's face photographs on these brand new pieces of film that just couldn't possibly have got there so wow they said there were manifestations of spirit beings who were able to move freely around the room and interact with people present at the experimental session there was an extended voice which occurred and resulted in the medium's voice being heard some distance from where he was sitting and paranormally produced sounds could be heard such as scissors cutting someone's hair when no scissors were in the cellar Healing as a paranormal light entered a person's body happened. This was experienced by some members of the skull group and visitors alike. The healing was reported to be very effective. There were independent voices of members of the spirit team which were heard coming from mid-air or from within the walls. The voices allowed two-way communication between the group and the communicators. And finally, the playing of musical instruments present in the room. This not only happened at school, but also in Ibiza and with the visitors from NASA and the CIA in the United States. So I would definitely recommend looking up the information about the school experiment.
on the webpage, theschoolexperiment.com. And there is also a book that they wrote about the experiment, um, which is called The School Experiment, Scientific Evidence for Life After Death by Grant Solomon and Jane Solomon. Um, apparently, Time Out said, reading this remarkable book may convince even the most hardened sceptic with its apparently solid scientific evidence for our continuing survival once we have shuffled off this mortal coil, to quote Shakespeare. So, I am going to be putting that on my book list, definitely. So, if any of you know any more about this experiment, or you've read the book, please send me the information at paranormal or what podcast at outlook.com. Okay, everybody. Well, that's it for today. Next week, I have a very exciting interview to do with a certain person, which I will share with you next week. So the next four weeks are made up of interviews with very interesting people. Um, and I will tell you about that as it happens. So hope you've enjoyed today. Don't forget to send me your experiences to paranormal or what podcast at outlook.com. Please go to your chosen podcast provider and give me some five star reviews, please. If you like the podcast, I really depend on them and I need people to review my podcast and say that they like it so that more people will listen. And then that would be absolutely fabulous. I would be so grateful. Don't forget to rate the podcast too. And excitingly, you can phone me now. You can phone me and leave me a message all about your paranormal experience. Call me on 07935100162. Call the podcast. You will be able to hear your story on my podcast. If you call and leave a message, at 07935100162. That's 07935100162. Look forward to hearing from you. Okay, everyone, take care and I'll speak to you next week. Night. <laughs>